Miss Mary's going to come sing for you guys tonight, and our men are going to come take up our other's offering. can say it is well Jesus has overcome and the grave is overwhelmed the victory is won he is risen from the dead and I will calls my name no more sorrow no more pain I will rise on eagles wings before my God fall on my knees and rise I will When the darkness breaks to light and the shadows disappear and my faith shall be my eyes, Jesus has overcome and the grave is over. Victory is won. He is risen from the dead, and I will rise when He calls my name. No more sorrow, no more pain. I will rise on eagles' wings before my.
Bibles if you brought one tonight to Ezekiel, Ezekiel 47. It's good to be here tonight. Like I said right after church, we have Believer's Motorcycle Ministry meeting. If you have a motorcycle or if you don't have a motorcycle, we're about to step out on some new ground there and we're going to need all the help we can get and uh, it's going to be a good time. Amen. I want to tell someone tonight that I'm in transition. We're always going places. I'm in transition. You're in transition. A couple of weeks ago, I was going through some stuff, and I found myself at the altar at about 1 o'clock in the morning right here in the church. And the Lord told me, he said, I'm cleaning it up. I'm I'm washing it all away. How many know that God can move, and he moves in a mighty way with water? Uh, He moves in a mighty way with water. Me and Mary were sitting at Fajita Jacks yesterday, and and a big storm blew in, and man, tables started flying, and the water started coming up over the pier. And she looked at me and said, aren't you glad we're inside and not outside? I said, amen. God can move in a mighty way, and, 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 and he's always moving us and pushing us into a transition. He wants us to go places. And so the other night, about 1 o'clock in the morning, I was up here in the church, and I was praying and asking God, and God just began to show me water. How many remember me saying that on Sunday? God just began to show me water, and, and, and clear water, and beautiful water. And so I started doing my homework, because God always wants to reveal to us what he gives us a vision, and he wants us to see. God wants us to know. Amen? Because knowledge is power. Is anybody following me tonight? Am I talking too fast? Knowledge is power. Bible says that, that uh, a, a foolish person will die, but a smart person will live. In English, I'll find it in a proverb if you want me to. That's all Proverbs talks about. So I asked God to take me through the Bible and show me some things about water. And I found this in Ezekiel 47. And I want to share this with you tonight. It's about a river. How many have ever been to the river? I mean, anybody ever floated the river? That's pretty dangerous stuff. Uh, my wife, she refuses to float the river again. Me too. I don't have no desire to go float the river. 
our second year at Caney Creek Cowboy Church. A bunch of people had a great idea. Let's go float the river. We borrowed some church vans and took a church group down there. Uh, they tied all the coolers to my raft. And we started going through those rocky waters. And let me tell you this, Brother Mike, I tell you what, I, I, I said, forget these coolers. I untied every one of them. So I'm going, I ain't drowning for no bottle of water. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, it's dangerous. And after that, Mary said, I ain't never going back to float the river. But tonight, this passage speaks about a river. I'm going to read it to you, verse 1, 47, verse 1. It's the river of healing. Then the men brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There I saw a stream flowing eastward from beneath the temple threshold. This stream then passed to the right of the altar and on its south side. The man brought me outside the walls through the north gate and led me around to the east entrance. There I could see the stream flowing out through the south side of the east gate, measuring... As it went, he led me along the stream for 1,750 feet, and he told me to go across. At that point, now pay attention, at that point, the water was up to my ankles. He measured, he measured off another 175 feet, 1,750 feet, and told me to cross it again. This time, the water was up to my knees. After that, he told me to go another 1,750 feet. It was up to my waist. Then he measured another 170, one, one, I'm sorry, uh, 1,750 feet, and the river was too deep to cross without swimming. He told me to keep in mind that, he told me to keep in mind what I had seen, then he led me back along the riverbank. Suddenly, to my surprise, many trees were now growing on both sides of the river. The river that we're talking about tonight, it speaks of progression. The Lord wants you and I to know that we're progressing as a church. Come on, somebody, hear me tonight. How many see it right now? We are progressing as a church. We average 3, 350 every Sunday. Sometimes we float around 275. But since we've done this add-on, Man, we are already filling up almost to max capacity. I've already reached out to four other churches to see if they had any chairs that we might could use or borrow till we get some. We are in the process. You and I, brothers and sisters, in our walk with Jesus Christ are in the process. I love that. The river speaks of progression. And, and, and somebody ought to be happy that they're not where they used to be. They're in progression. They're a lot further along than they used to be. I can say this with confidence. I'm not at Z, but I sure ain't at A anymore. I'm somewhere around O or P. And I know I ain't going to stop on S. I know that we're in the process. We're moving. God has this church moving. He has this body moving. We went out into the streets and we handed burritos. We were throwing them like footballs in the windows. Sam, you should have been there. It was awesome. It was way better than the Texans could have ever done it, man. It was awesome. Just throwing that out there for free, my friend. The river went from ankle deep to knee deep to waist deep to a river that you could not cross, that you had to swim through. So I came in here tonight to tell you this. Listen to me. You ain't seen nothing yet. 
you haven't seen anything yet. God's got big things in store for all of us. You haven't seen the beginning of what God wants to do in your life. Is there anybody that would manifest that much faith that would believe that you haven't seen the best that God has for your life? You haven't begun to, to, to imagine all that God wants to do through your life, through this church, through these ministries that we're a part of. The river went from ankle deep to knee deep to waist deep to a river that you couldn't cross, you had to swim over. You ain't seen nothing yet. You can sit around on the bank or you can splash around in ankle deep water, but I'm telling you right now, I made my mind up to go swimming when I read this passage. I made my mind up. I'm not going to dance around ankle deep anymore. I'm ready to go knee deep. I'm ready to go waist deep. I'm ready to jump in all that God has for me. And you ought to be ready to go swimming with the Lord too. Is anybody getting this text now? Is it starting to make sense? Because I want to tell someone right now, you're going to make it. Whatever you're going through, you're going to make it. You are going to make it. That's good news. Huh? Johnny didn't know what the news was going to hold, but the Lord came back with the news, Johnny, you're going to make it. You're going to make it, folks. That's good news. Surprise, amen, your finances are going to make it. That child that's gone wayward, they're going to make it. That's good news for you tonight. Your marriage is going to make it, amen? Come on, somebody. Everybody's getting laid off, but you're going to make it. You're going to make it. You may have hit some rough spots. It looks like you're going down, but not tonight you're going down. God says you're going further. I like to think of it like this, J.B. Rice. God has already invested so much in this old boy. Why would he quit now? Uh, somebody ought to receive that right now. God has already invested so much in you. Why would he quit now? The Bible says if I've begun a good work in you, I'll see it to complete. And if we believe that God ain't done with us, if we believe that God ain't done with our ministry, with our church, with where we're headed, then we ought to start celebrating that we're fixing to go swimming this year instead of staying in ankle-deep water. How many have we seen over the years stay in the ankle-deep water with Christ? They get saved, their salvation's good, but the rest of their life don't look so good. God wants to take you and I deeper. They walked another 1,750 steps just to prove a point. I can say this tonight and prophesy to somebody right now who's in a hard place and the devil keeps telling you you're not worth it, you're not going to make it, you're nobody, I can tell you right now that, let me say this, it may be painful right now, it may be tough, it may be uncertain, but I know that God's got your future tonight. And as an old wise man once told me, I was working on the 5J, and he had a bee farm there. And, and, and I said, I will never go out there and, and get and collect your honey for you. I said, I'm scared to death of bees. He said, don't worry, I won't ever ask you, because a lot of people can't go through the pain to get the honey. A lot of people won't go through pain. But sometimes we have to suffer a little while. Sometimes we have to be sick. Sometimes it has to take cancer. Sometimes it has to take loss. Sometimes it has to take something, to, the, the, the pain, to get us to the beautiful side. 
Jesus never escaped no pain. Huh? When Judas came in, he said, do what you got to do. And he kissed him on the cheek, and all hell broke loose for Jesus. Sometimes on your way to the honey, you got to get stung a few times. But I can tell you what, it's worth it. There are some things that you're struggling with right now, and and a year from now you're going to look back and say, I was better for it. How many can look back over some periods in their life tonight and say, you know what, I am better for that. We are better for that. As a church, we're better for what we've been through. But I'm ready to get out there and go swimming, folks. Some of y'all need to get that kind of faith lifted up in your life tonight that you're ready to go swimming you're ready to branch out you know i I could say this saved but still wrestling with sin how many do we know people like that they're saved they're saved watch this they're saved but they're still wrestling with sin Somebody made fun of my legs of the night. If y'all do that tonight, I'm coming down there. I'll catch a ride or two if I need to. Some of y'all are saved. We see it right now. We see it in the churches all over the world. We see it in people who profess their Christian faith. But you can't tell them no different than anybody in the world. I want to be different than this world. I, I, how many want to be different than this world? Really, I mean, really, you, the progression, the place where you're at is more than ankle deep. Let me say this about ankle deep tonight. I, I, I was thinking about it. Uh, in, it, it, it. What he's talking about is your walk with Christ. You could say this, you're saved, but you're wrestling with sinful desires. Saved, but you're not sanctified. Saved, but you're still selfish. Everything's got to be about me. You're saved, but you've been ankle deep too long. Let me tell you what ankle deep means. In the water, but just barely getting it. In the church, but just barely getting it. In the water, but you still want to be in control of your own life. You don't want God to drive nothing that you got. You're ankle deep. You're saved. You're in the water. You're saved. Your salvation is secure, but you want to be in control of your life and not allowing God to be in control. Does that sound like some of you? In the water, but you still got a bad temper. Sounds like me sometimes. I'm in the water, I'm saved, I'm born again, but I sometimes still got a bad temper. I sometimes still lose it. I don't want to lose it anymore. I want to walk in God's grace. I want to love the way that he loves people. In the water, but I still have issues with unforgiveness. There are people in this church right now that won't get up off their butt in this blue chair and go over here and talk to somebody who rubbed them wrong last week. Can I let you in on a secret about forgiveness? It's not for you. I mean, it's not for them. It's for you. When you forgive that person, they no longer have that power over you. And when you forgive that person, the Bible says God will forgive you. Watch out. 
So what you do depends on, and what God hears in your prayer life depends on how you forgive others who trespass against you. Because ain't that the prayer that we're supposed to pray? Father, forgive them who trespass against us. I remember when Jesus was hanging on the cross, Tony. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We're saved, but we're ankle deep. We're saved, but we party on Friday night. We're saved, and, and we go to church, but we don't give to the church. We're saved, but we don't tithe. We're saved, but we don't come to work day. We're saved, but we're ankle deep. Can I share with you something that God laid on my heart about ankle deep Christians? Their feet are always muddy because they're standing too close to the shore. So they're always stirring around trouble. They're always the ones that's gossiping. They're always the ones that are, uh, that are stirring up trouble because they haven't got out there knee-deep yet. They're still too close to the bank. They got, like some would say, one foot in the water and one foot out. And their life is muddy. Their feet are muddy. I want to clean up my life tonight. How about you? Come on, somebody. I wish someone would get this Sunday morning message I just jumped in and gave you tonight. In the water, but we're barely getting by. In the water, but we still want to be in control. In the water, but we have unforgiveness issues. In the water, but we're still watching our old nature, doing our old thing. In the water, playing on our phones in church. In the water, can't concentrate on the message because you can't leave angry birds alone. Somebody ought to slap the dang video game right out of your hand. I pray you lose every phone you get if you get right with God. I pray it. I'm going to tell you something right now. There's a device fixing to come into this church. I pray it just knocks out all the Wi-Fi except for what I need for Jesus' work. Someone told me the other day, oh, such and such is playing on his phone. Oh, such and such is playing on his phone. Oh, such and such is on Facebook on his phone. Oh, such and such and such and such. I said, what were you doing watching them? I said, what were you doing watching them? Well, every week they're in there. Every week they're on the phone. Every week they're not paying everything. Listen to me. If you were not so much worried about them and worried about what God has for you, you'd never see. Because I'm going to tell you, when I'm in church and it's moving, I don't get distracted. When the Holy Spirit's rolling, I don't get distracted. I'm listening. I'm paying attention. And I got ADD worse than anybody. I'll tell you that right now. We're in the water, but we're still listening to music that stirs up our old desires. We're in the water, but we're still not killing our flesh. You can tell folks who are stuck in ankle-deep water, the water is always muddy around them because they're always stirring something up. They're always murmuring. They're always complaining about something. It's too cold in the water. It's too hot in the water. It's too loud in the water. It's too bright out here. It's not bright enough in the church. The seats are too hard. The seats are too soft. Listen to me. You need to go a little deeper in your walk with Jesus Christ and worry about some of that stuff. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Anybody hear me tonight? Amen. Let me hear an amen. Come on. Amen. I'm going to get radical out here in a minute. The preaching is too long-winded. The communion juice, it's not real wine. We had some real wine up here. There'd be a real party going on. People who are stuck in ankle-deep water get jealous when other people get blessed and promoted. 
Someone gets a promotion in the church, instead of being happy for them, they stay at home and say, I was overlooked. I didn't get that promotion. What about me? I've been there longer than everybody else. Well, that's the problem, brother. You've been there longer, but you're still ankle deep. The ones that God is promoting, can I share something with you? Are the ones that are ready to go deeper. The ones that are ready to go another, watch this, watch this, Miss Buckaloo, the ones that are ready to go another 1,750 steps. 1,750 steps to get to ankle deep. Get off of ankle deep and into knee deep. I'm ready to take another step. Tell your neighbor you're ready to take another step. When someone gets in a promotion in the church, I've learned this. I'm going to share this with you. You'll know. When someone gets a promotion or somebody gets asked to do something and that other person don't, they'll get that attitude and they'll stay at home for a while. They'll get that attitude and they'll say, well, I ain't even coming. I'll stay at home. And then they'll think, well, they'll sure miss me. No, we don't miss that attitude. We don't miss your attitude. Keep your attitude out of here. You're going to miss me. No, we ain't going to miss you. We love you. But you need to get a little knee deep. See, God told Caney Creek Cowboy Church a long time ago, told this body of believers that he was here. He showed them that he was here. Miracles have happened right here. God has delivered so many people from so many different things. He saved so many lives. You know, I was thinking about it. Think about it. I, I know some of you had it to give tonight, but you were reluctant to give tonight. Maybe you gave last time, but you got a little squeamish tonight when the bucket came by. Or maybe somebody blessed you, but you can't be a blessing to somebody else. I was thinking about it. Listen to me. Pay attention. I was thinking about it, Brother Joe. What if we don't help this family? What if that dad, what if that dad feels less adequate? And what if he commits suicide when we had $2 to give, $3 to give, $5? See, together we can do a lot. We can put some underwear on some kids and do some stuff. Tell your neighbor tonight, take another step. Come on, touch three people and say, take another step. If they don't touch you, you touch them. I'm so glad I got time tonight. I'm preaching fast. The next step, the next, watch this. Listen, listen, this is good. The next step that God wants us to take, the next, the next 1,750 feet that we take and we say, okay, God, I'm, I'm over this ankle deep. I've surrendered to you. I love you. I'm ready to be all in. Lord, use me. Let me say this to you. The important note is the deeper you go in the river, the less flesh you have desired to yourself and the more you want to please God in your life. So he shows the man, he shows the man, okay, we were ankle deep here, but let's go 1,750 more steps. Here's the, here's the attention to begin to shift from self to Jesus. For no longer worshiping the flesh, now you're worshiping and walking to please God. Now you're up to knee deep. I w can somebody go get me another pull? 
I wish I had another pulp, but just pretend that I'm up to knee deep. The important thing to note here is the deeper you go in the river, the less flesh you see. How many hear that tonight? The deeper you go. How many went to Lake Conroe with us and took our teenagers out there a couple weeks ago? Uh, and some of them, man, we tell them straight up, hey, no two pieces and all that. We don't want to see any flesh at all, boys and girls. You got to say it around the block now because you don't know what you're going to get. I'm just saying it. <laughs> Let me baptize myself right now. I'm having a moment. The deeper God wants to take you is like going out into the lake and walking down till you can't see your flesh anymore, till you're up to here. Now God says, if you'll keep going with me, sisters and brothers, children, my sons and daughters, you on the left and you on the right and you in the center, if you'll keep going, listen to this. The important thing to note is the deeper you go in the river, the less flesh you see. The deeper you go into the river, the less control you want to have of your life and you want to turn that control over to God. How many is there tonight that's ready to turn all control over to God? That's a God, not, not about me, but about you, God. I'm ready to let you control this thing. Lord, I'm tired of driving, Lord. I'm going a little deeper, Lord. I know you got me. I know I'm going to cross that Jordan one day. So let me go ahead and give you things right now. Uh, let me clean up my house. Let me clean up my life. The deeper you go in the river, the stronger the influence of the river uh, uh, becomes in your life. The deeper you go in the river, the further you get from the shore, from the muddiness, from the ugliness, from the gossip, from the slander, from the weekend parties. How many are so glad tonight that they can remember what they did on Saturday morning when you used to cannot? How many are so glad that when you walk in church and you forgot to brush your teeth on Sunday morning, and some of y'all do that, don't forget now, I'm going to put that on a memo, that at least it ain't whiskey on your breath. Come on, somebody. At least it ain't a hangover smell from the night before. <laughs> I can't believe I say this stuff sometimes. It's a Holy Spirit. The deeper you get in the river, the less pull an influence that the world has on you. How many hear me tonight? How many know tonight that nobody can make you a drink? That nobody can make you go where you don't want to go. That nobody can stick a needle in your arm. That nobody's going to make you lie. That nobody's going to make you cheat. Come on, somebody ought to hear me tonight. Go ahead and take another step. See, when you get... When you get up to your knees, when you, when you have stepped off the bank and onto the shore, you get saved, you get born again, you stay in church, you listen to the praise and worship, you meet other believers, you eat together, you fellowship together, you hang around together, it becomes an amazing part of your life. You're no longer wanting to stay on the bank. You want to go where other believers go, and now you're out there, and you're on the side of the road handing out burritos. You're listening to music on Saturday night. That them kids are in here rocking and rolling too. It's not your thing, but you're okay because now you're knee deep and you want God's will for your life. And you're eating worm sandwiches. 
You're doing skits you've never done before. You're dressing up in costumes. You're out here in the freezing cold opening up a gate. You're over here riding your motorcycle through the blizzard just to tell somebody about Jesus. Now you're knee deep. Can I say this to you? Knee deep feels good. Huh? Being a part of an active church feels good. Being a part of a Bible-believing active church, helping your neighbor feels good. I used to say all the time, people wouldn't come across the street and give me 50 cents. I can be anywhere in the world and pick up the phone and call, and people would come get me. That's a good feeling. That's because I'm not ankle-deep anymore. It's because I'm knee-deep, and I'm not even comfortable being knee-deep. I tell you all the time, our time is short. Pay attention. You on your phones, listen. Your time is short. Your time is short. Your time is short. You might be 30. Hey, you know what? Brother Dennis called me today. He's checking on me. My best friend led me to the Lord. He was on his way to Austin. I was on my way to Caney Creek. We talked for an hour on the phone. He was telling me this. He said, Brother Mark, my friend, she had some cancer. My buddy's wife, they're my best friends. They're, we've been together for a whole, uh, man, since I've been in the police force, and, 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 and I trained him when he was coming up. He's younger than I am. I kind of taught him. I know his wife. Uh, she went in for a, uh, a biopsy. She got herself in good shape. She started bleeding in her bottom, and, and so she went in, and they said it was cancer, and she's 39 years old, and they said, we can do this, this, and this, and we'll take care of it. They did this, 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 and this, and she did the radiation. She did the chemo. They sold her back up. All is well. They told her to go back to exercising, go back to doing what you're doing. 40 years old. She finds out again. She's bleeding again. There's problems. 41, she's in the grave. And we're not promised anything. That's a, that's, a, that's a real feeling tonight. I'm 44 and dealing with this. However old you are, you're dealing with what you're dealing with. God is alive. God is here. God is the help. And unless, watch this, Tammy, unless we're ready to t willing to take another step, we'll really never experience that personal relationship with him. I believe that God is on the throne. The third level, the next. Some of y'all are there. Praise God for some olders in this church who serve God with their whole heart. Give God a praise for them. Amen. The third level, the next 1,750 steps. The third level, the, the river reaches you around the waist. The progression keeps going. Some of y'all are, are, are over ankle deep. Some of y'all are about knee deep. But there are some of you that are waist deep. I, I want to say this. God just showed me that the waist deep Christians, the ones that are helping others get along, they're like lions. Come on, somebody. Let me hear you roar. Let me hear a roar. Boy, y'all wouldn't scare a giraffe if it was in the room. Let me hear you roar. Come on, let me hear you roar. Man, I'm going to tell you one more time. One, two, three. Come on, give God a praise tonight, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I was at manpower. 30,000 men roared, and it was like, Roar! And the hair just stood up on the back of your neck. I think I got a little on my shoe when y'all do that. Do it one more time, let me hear you. Come on, one more time, I ain't playing. Come on, give God a praise again, Amen. <laughs> The waist-deep ones, the lines, 
when you've been with God a while, you start reproducing. Let me, let me tell you about this. You start reproducing. You get others around you. You get other Christians around you. Does anybody have people around them right now? Praise God for that tonight. Because you're a lion. The, 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 the waist deep speaks of reproduction power. It speaks to the fact that as children of God, we should go beyond just saving people, saving ourselves, and beyond just church, and beyond just worshiping. It's about reproducing ourselves. It's about, in other words, reproducing Christ who lives in us, who reproduced himself. Watch this. Christ himself reproduced himself in the 12 disciples. How do you think we got a church tonight? The 12 disciples reproduced themselves and went out and spread the gospel. Healed the sick. Proclaimed the good news. Suffered. Come on, somebody. The 12 disciples, they suffered. On numerous occasions, they had to be lowered down in baskets just to save their life. They were stoned. They were shipwrecked. Not just Paul, but a lot of them. Some of them were beheaded for their faith. In other words, Jesus reproduced himself in 12 disciples. We also are to reproduce the Christ that lives inside of us and other people. You know, I think, period, listen, I think for me in my walk, I get as excited over you going a little deeper with Christ. But I get really excited when these teenagers are and when these babies are. <laughs> we got some right now that, that, are, that are helping lead. We got several of our youth that's been with us for a few years that are leading ministries now. I get excited about that. What does that say? Listen, pay attention. It says that we reproduced. We, we showed them enough Christ. We showed them enough love. We showed them enough forgiveness. We showed them how to walk in the right way that we're reproducing Christ in them. Come on, somebody. And that generation that was skipped, that generation that was skipped, because a lot of you come from that skip generation where mom and dad went to church faithfully, but they didn't take you. And now you're in church, and now you're sold out. You don't want that for your kids or your grandkids. And you're not going to let that skip them. I believe that every child should progress to that point that they're mentoring others. Ezekiel was being led into the progressive nature by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God led him by the water to show him that there are places that only few will ever go. You know, to get out there, you got to leave a few things behind. How many, when they go swimming, they leave their phone on the shore? They leave their money on the shore? There's some things that when we get out there and we're out there about waist deep and we know that God has something more for us, then we have to have more faith. And we got to leave a few things behind. I don't know if anybody got that or not. This is what keeps many 
of God's people from making real spiritual progress. They don't want to grow up. They don't want to become responsible. They don't want to become dependable. Do you know that there's a lot of people in this house tonight who have never joined Caney Creek Cowboy Church because they don't want that responsibility. They don't want that accountability. They don't want that on them. Let me say this to you tonight. They don't want to leave the comfort and the familiar of being able to walk away. And then let me say this. They would rather stand flat-footed in ankle-deep water where God has been than to go out to where he is now. Can I say that to you right now? I want to go where God is going. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. I'm Man, I don't want to quit tonight. I got so much more I want to give. But let me let me just let me just show my feet are getting a little cold. And uh let me just the Lord was on the shore. Picture this in your mind. And there's five thousand out there. And he's preaching to those five thousand. And there's not enough to eat, and the Lord takes what a little boy has, a couple of fishes and a couple of pieces of bread, and he feeds that whole five thousand. And then the Lord has to go. So he gets in a boat with his disciples and they start going across the water. The 5,000 stayed on the shore. Only a few got out there in the boat. There needs to be a few of us ready to get out there in the boat and go where God is. I don't know if he didn't invite the whole crowd or if the whole crowd was just comfortable where they were. A lot of times, a lot of y'all, a lot of us, a lot of people, a lot of students, they'll stay where the crowd is because that's their comfort zone. They'll go along with what everybody else is doing, but they won't have the courage or the faith to make a stand for themselves. I want to go out there where God is. I want to go out there where Jesus went. I want to go out there where he was. The river symbolizes the life of the Spirit for the believer. And I think the older we get, the deeper things become to us. The more we begin to cherish. You probably asked John and Betty, you probably asked some of you that are up in age a little bit, how much deeper they cherish the time they spend with their family, with their loved ones. I believe the deeper we get, the more mature we get. The more mature we get, the more we're able to handle those responsibilities that God has for us. He measured again. The man went with the line in the hand and went forth. This is speaking of the Word of God. The line is the teaching and the preaching of God. You will never progress spiritually beyond your knowledge of the Word of God. Prayer is great. Going to church is great. Listening to music is great. But if you're not following God every day, it won't be so great when things really start to become over your head. You know, I've stood beside the hospital bed of many who've gone on to be with the Lord. And I want to say this to you. Some of them were at peace, and some of them weren't at peace. And the ones that weren't at peace just broke my heart. Because I was thinking, do they really know God? Do you really know God? 
Are you at peace with God? Are you ready to really follow God? Have you given Him your whole heart tonight? Then let's get in the water. Let's get our ankles wet. Let's say, God, here I am. You're in control. Let's get knee deep. Let's follow Him. Let's be faithful. Let's stop grumbling and complaining. Let's get a little waist deep where a little bit of our flesh is gone and a lot of His is there. And then let's really go swimming and see what God has for us tonight. Give Him a praise. Amen. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we come before you tonight, Lord. Thank you so much, Father, for this word tonight. May every step we take, we remember this word. From this point on, when we put on our shoes and we pick ourselves up out of that chair, every step we take, may it be a step of progression, going forward and not backwards. I'm not going to even myself use the excuse two step forward and one step back. No, I'm going to press on. As your leader, I'm going to keep going. You need to keep going, brothers and sisters. Don't quit. Don't commit suicide. Don't run away from your troubles. Keep going, folks. Whatever lies ahead, God is there with you. Go where he's going. Go swimming, folks. The blessing is out there in the middle. It ain't on the shore. Lord, help us to follow you. Help us to have the kind of faith that the 12 had that followed you. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for Peter and Paul and all those Moses and Noah's that trusted and built and listened. Not knowing what the future hold, but only knowing the one that holded the future. May we know you like that tonight, from this day forward. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. <laughs>